Hello to the humbled hopefuls of the world, the sincere seekers out there, and to all those who are still becoming. If you are finding yourself stuck somewhere in life, in love, or even in yourself, it might be because you're stuck in the wrong conversation. In the wrong conversations, we ask the wrong questions, we seek out the wrong answers, we focus in on the wrong details, and we fight the wrong fights. And therefore, we spend a great deal of our energy and our life missing the deeper points. We come together here each week to ask the big questions of life, not to suggest answers, but to deepen the process we use to find answers. Hello and welcome to episode two of The Wrong Conversation. Before Adrian launches us into this conversation, I wanted to remind you how much your interaction helps the show. Any like, share, comment, subscription, and review we receive is always very deeply appreciated. If these conversations interest you, you can always learn more about us and stay in touch through our website at thewrongconversationpodcast.com. There's a lot more to what we're doing than just this show. For the video lovers out there, you can watch the show on YouTube if you like. Today's episode is a really fun one for us because it was kind of the first episode idea that we had and that inspired us to jump into this world of podcasting. So we really hope you enjoy it as much as we did. Here we go. Let's get right to the point here. You are not a good person. Now, David, I hope you don't take that personally. And I'd be curious to hear what you have to say about the statement that you are not a good person, David. Well, says who? <laughs> Say, says who I am not a good person? <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess I just said it. No, I don't know. Is that where it starts? Uh, you know, is it that we're running around wondering if everybody thinks we're a good person? Um, the whole reason I even thought to start this episode with you are not a good person was because of something my dad said to me when I was a kid. But but um, when I was born, he said he only really had one request. Like when he talked to my mom, he says, well, okay, I just want to do this one thing. Let's never call David a good boy or a bad boy. We are never going to say you're mm. a good boy or you're a bad boy. Because why? Because... You just assume everything that comes with good, whether it's yours or not. He says, let's only say that was a good thing to do or a bad thing to do, or let's judge the actions. Good, or let's yeah. judge the motivation. Let's judge, let's judge what you're serving, not, yeah. not you yeah. as a whole. You are not a good boy, right? And I, and I just thought, right. what a simple change to make in parenting or in the way you treat yourself. But how profound is that, right? Very, very enlightened of your father, I'll tell you that, yeah. Because there's a lot of danger in assuming that you're, someone said it, I just am, right? Well, sure. Maybe you are. I think it's something that we should be more mindful of, running around. You know, I'm depressed, you know? Uh, you know, and I've suffered from depression a great deal in my life, so I don't say that lightly. But um, to run around saying it all the time is, is potentially injurious. You know, we all think in stories. I mean, that's how we think. Mm -hmm. we, we, we create a hypothetical situation and we place ourselves in it. But we place ourselves as we see ourselves. We place our identity into a hypothetical mm -hmm. situation. But if our identity 
is an oversimplified, I am a good person, I am a bad person, I am an angry person. <laughs> you know, then, then as, you yeah. as you think through your problems in your life, you are creating false choices for yourself. You're creating needless right. limitations because you've oversimplified. It does remind me of our last conversation a little bit, the whole, because you finally said it too, I was waiting for you to say it, the, the oversimplification. Simple's good, right? Oversimplifying, I think, is when it gets problematic. Right, that's well, when we Well, simple run, is like necessary. Said, yeah. Yeah, good point, you, right. You're not gonna get through life without, without making big, broad generalizations and assumptions. Like, they're necessary. The yeah. brain just can't handle all of the, what I like to call the impossible math, right? Right. So yeah, this is falls back into habits too. Habits are necessary. Routine is necessary, right? Yes. Right? I mean, yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. And then you just said something, right? So habits are necessary. Yeah. But yeah. what if an oversimplification becomes your habit? Yeah, perfect. I could yeah. Right? Sure. And so 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 maybe you're thinking about yourself. Maybe you're thinking, I'm a pretty good person. Now that's an oversimplified. So first of all, you're missing a lot of information, right? <laughs> right, right. But then what if that just becomes a habit? Then you're habitually missing a lot of other information. Right, right. And what are the consequences of that over time? Well, more than likely, you're going to start feeling like the rest of the world has a lot of issues. <laughs> right <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> because you know i'm just a good so i don't know why everybody's ganging up on me or why this is working like you know what's wrong with the world right i mean that that uh i think that could be one thing one outcome of that kind of uh habitualized thinking right that's why the first thing i said was says who right you are not a good yeah, person yeah i know says that who? Great. says you <laughs> says me says right. Joe Blow over there, right? Says who? Yeah, yeah. So that's the first thing. So so says who? And then how good do you have to be to be a good person? Is it 90% mm. good? Is it 51% yeah. good? Right? Right. And then and then does it count when you're angry? <laughs> right? right? Or what about when you're ignorant about what's actually good or not good in the situation? What what if you just don't understand? Right? right? Sure. Or, or what if you're, I mean, everyone has ambition. Everyone has, uh, there's always unintended consequences. There's all, it gets really complicated really fast. And are sure. we talking about good intentions or are we talking about good outcomes? Ah, uh, yeah, that's exactly what you're talking about. Like, where does that meet? You know what I mean? And how does that matter? Intentions, intentions versus outcome or versus action. You know, this might sound a little off and I'm just going to try it, it. You know, I remember having a conversation with somebody once where she was expressing to me like, I just can't understand these people, <laughs> right? They, they just, you know, like it's so obviously wrong, you know, and then, but they just don't seem to see it. And I, it frustrates the heck out of me. And and I said, well, you know, I think, and this is fun too, because it comes back to the conversation we had last time. I said, I think what might be helpful for you is to understand that they're standing on a certain rung of the ladder and they just don't see what you're seeing. And, you know, be careful as I tell you this, I said to her, you know, like, I'm not saying better or worse. I'm just saying that the vantage point, what they're able to see and how they see it is different 
You know, they're, they're not seeing it at the level that you're seeing it at. And so, therefore, their intention is still probably good. That's, that's kind yes. of why I wanted to say this, right? But their action might not reflect what you think <laughs> that good is, right? You know, well, or I, what that I, action should be, you know? I, I think it's a safe assumption to think that everybody is acting from good intentions. Uh, what they believe are good intentions. A, amen. <laughs> the world would be I, a different place. Yeah. Even when somebody like so, you talked about Batman, and I just remember the the movie, uh, the Dark Knight, with where he's with the Joker, that's real yeah. famous, the one that everyone really liked, and the Joker just wants to see it all burn down. And you say, well, he's not acting from good intentions. Well, maybe he thinks it all should burn down. Right. Maybe he thinks it's corrupt and and it's just a bad world, and that and that it deserves to burn. And so, even sure. I mean, maybe that's a good intention. Right. right. So I think everyone thinks they're... Does that make him a good guy? <laughs> yeah, does that make him a good guy? Because, right. well, because of the famous quote, the road to hell is paved with good intentions. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> right? right? So then you think, okay, okay, so don't judge intentions, judge outcomes. But then sometimes people make mistakes. And then do you only judge them on the result of the mistake? Because right. if they didn't mean to do it, you do judge them differently, and we all believe that you should. Sure. So there's sure. a so there's a little bit of a, a dilemma there, which is which is it? Is it intentions or is it results? And is it results right. for you or results for the other person? <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah, I heard that's a whole nother dimension. Right, of course. Yeah. <clears throat> or how about results now versus results? 10 years from now, because something you do now that seems like it was destructive actually causes something beautiful to happen in the future. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and something that you do beautiful now causes damage in the future. Yeah. Tell so, me we haven't all lived that, I mean, to some degree or another, right? I mean, I know over I have. And over. This makes me think of part of the problem if you want to call it that right or why it becomes the wrong conversation if you're running around saying i'm a good guy or you're not a good guy or all that kind of stuff is that one of the things that's lost is the nuance right we're oversimplifying and it reminds me of a famous quote i don't know if we've ever talked about this but i, I use this a lot because i think it's so powerful i wish i could do the whole quote but uh it comes from gurchief do you know who gurchief is no nope. uh yeah he's like uh modern day philosopher slash mystic sort of dude after the world war ii era he was pretty popular for a minute and very interesting guy and his quote to make it really quick is man's name is legion so to say that you are this or that is immediate because the truth is we we walk around saying I'm happy, I'm mad, I'm good, I'm bad, you know, all these things. But meanwhile, the whole time we're saying it's we're thinking the same I, but the reality is we're living out all these different parts of ourselves in a weird way. Like there's no real unification between us most of the time. Like we're all a little bit schizophrenic, I think is part, is part of what he's yeah. trying to point to. Like man's name is Legion. You don't, you know, I, I've said this to people sometimes in some sessions when it was appropriate, because it's a heavy thing to say, but you don't know who you are. That's the truth. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's a tough truth sometimes, but in, by saying I'm a good guy or I'm not a good guy, you've limited. The truth is you don't know yourself that well most of the time. You're just running around responding, you know, responding. Yeah. And, and so, how often do you surprise ahead, yeah. yourself with your responses? 
Sure. Oh God, right. I still do. I mean, I work hard on this stuff, you know. Mm -hmm. I still do. It'll be like that. My wife says that one thing, and all of a sudden I snap. And like, what? You know, I love this woman. Where did that come from? You know, like, yep. but it happens. It's legion. Yeah, so are you there. a good guy if you catch yourself <laughs> by surprise? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, they say that a lot of post-traumatic stress disorder doesn't yeah. come from doesn't come from what what people people being shocked by what they saw yeah it's by right. people being shocked by what they did or what they saw themselves yeah. do and, and their whole their whole image of themselves is just blown apart and they think i can't rely right. on my own self-knowledge anymore i think you just stumbled into the core of what why that was a good opening line <laughs> okay you are not a good person do you see it can you feel that i can feel it like that's powerful it's painful who wants to look there? But we're all capable of some pretty terrible things. And we don't want to run around dwelling on that, but we need to acknowledge it. You know, we have a shadow side. And it doesn't go away just because we ignore it. <laughs> you know, I think it's good to acknowledge it and celebrate it. Interesting. Every hero in every movie, if you think about it, they're dangerous people. Yeah, I know. I love that part because they have so much power, right? Well, yeah. if they don't have power, how can they be a hero? Right. Or the good guy has a dark side, right? That's yes. another, I think that's a more common, you know, like you think about Batman or something as, as, uh, as iconic as that, right? That's what his whole persona is in a way. If you're, if you're watching Rambo or Lord of the Rings or <laughs> Star Wars, I mean, they're all, they're, they're all dangerous. I mean, yeah. Luke Skywalker was thought of as the ultimate good guy. I mean, he was a pretty nice guy. But why sure. was he a hero? Because he was dangerous, right? He taught himself yeah. to be dangerous. And, I right. mean, just to, just to stay on the Star Wars thing for a minute and just to blur the line between good guy, bad guy a little bit. I mean, um, I, everyone sees that movie a little differently, I guess, but it's a real famous movie. And uh, to me, the very end of the original saga is that when Luke, thinks his friends are going to die and that everything is lost, he does get mad, right? Oh, yeah, sure. Right, because the Emperor's egging him on, get angry, give in to the dark side, and he starts to do it. Yeah. And before that, he can't defeat Vader, but when he gets mad, he starts to, he, he defeats Vader because his dark side came out. And then he catches sure. it, he catches it, and then he says, okay, I don't need to put that back away. Then he lays down his whatever, he lays down his guard or whatever. And then the Emperor says, okay, fine, then I'll destroy you. And then what happens with Vader? Then Vader <laughs> proves that right, he's not a bad right. guy. He's <laughs> right? not such a bad guy. <laughs> he's not only a bad guy. <laughs> right. So right. It, it, what's great about that story is it's the yin and the yang symbol, you know, in a film. It's, oh, it's sure. The, it's the, it's everyone, everything, not just everyone, but everything is both. And that in the good, there's some bad. In the bad, there's some good. And not only that yes. it is that way, but that it needs to be that way. If Luke didn't touch his dark side for a moment, right, he would have been useless. Right. He would have just laid right. down his guard and everything would have been lost. And if right. Vader didn't put down his identity as the bad guy for a moment, everything would have been lost. And, you know, not to switch it. I mean, because here we are in, in light, you know, here you are in La La Land talking about Hollywood stuff. And <laughs> I'm going to, I got to take, 
I got to take it here, you know, to the rust belt, as you call it. I'm going to bring it down to dirty. You know, this is part of what I love about the Christ story. You know, I mean, that's one of the things that's so dynamic. He's so dynamic, Jesus, as a figure, you know, because he's the good guy. He's the ultimate good guy, too. But he shows many, many times, right? He's a fierce dude, first of all, in a weird way, right? He loses his temper. He calls crap mm-hmm. out. I mean, he has no problem with that. I mean, in his day, he was a super rebel, obviously. That's why he was crucified. And then when you even think about the act that he did on the cross, he was taking on all the sin. That was symbolically what he was doing, right? Which is to say, taking on all the bad, you know? Like, he was willing to do that. I mean, I know that makes him a super good guy, but in order for him to do that, he and for it to be meaningful, he had to experience it. That's that's kind of what I'm trying to share, right? That's part of the Christ story, I think. I, I think, you know, he drinks in, in weddings and parties, you know, like, these are all things that you would never think of. You don't imagine Buddha like that. That's one of the things I love about yeah. Jesus, if that makes any yeah. sense, right? You just don't see Buddha that way. It, it, just to bring it back to La La Land, just just because my wife <laughs> mentioned, kind of mentioned something on the same point when I kind of told her what we were going to talk about. I didn't even get into the details. Yeah. I just said, you are not a good person. And then I, I, you know, I may have said something, but, you know, that you're both. You're both, right? You're, 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 right. you're a little bit of both, and you need to be. And, and and she she just said, Schindler's List. And I'm like, what about Schindler's List? He, he was a good guy. She goes, at the beginning of the movie, he's just a shrewd businessman. Oh, yeah. Using the, using the people in the camps to, to make himself a, an easy buck. And he's shrewd yeah. and he's selfish and he's just making his way. But then he becomes very successful and very powerful. In fact, he becomes necessary through his shrewdness and selfishness. I mean, if I'm remembering the film correctly, it's been a while. Oh, yeah. No, no, yeah. But then because he elevates himself to a position of power, then he's able to do great good when he wants. I'm curious here. Hopefully I I don't derail us too much, but this is interesting. Like, again, this is why this is fun that it's so spontaneous. Um, So the, the word power and the concept of power and danger, right, keep keep reoccurring in this conversation. And it's interesting to me because when you think of it in in an energetic level, like almost like electricity, right? There's a negative and a positive, right? This is where Mm -hmm. we get power from, like that interplay, right? Which, so in other words, is it possible that us uh, kind of understanding or, or becoming more aware of the negative and positive within us, our legion, that we come to know our power? Does that that resonate at all? Well, if you only know half yourself, or if you're only willing to know half yourself. Yeah. Like, if you're only willing to see the good in yourself, and not the, the dark side, or the shadow side. Or, or the vice the, versa, because there's plenty of people that do the other, the opposite. They only see the exactly. bad in themselves, right? Yes. Sure, go ahead, finish the sentence. And then they oversimplify, I'm a bad person, mm-hmm. and then they get in a habit, and right. then the, the simplification becomes a habit. The, mm-hmm. the, the title bad guy comes with all of its archetypal baggage as well. Then you start to become what you think a bad guy is instead of what sure. you actually are. And then you actually, right. <laughs> right, the whole thing is a self-fulfilling right. cycle. But, but exactly what you said, I think that it pays to know all of yourself as much as you can. Yes. Yeah. The, the best way I've heard it said, and, and, um, 
so uh, is is that you want to know that you're capable of the bad stuff or the dangerous stuff. You, you want to know that you can do it, and you want to be capable of it. But you also want you you want the ability to control it or <laughs> keep it <laughs> keep it at bay. Sure. Right. So. Yeah. So you don't want to. So when when I say it's good to get to know your dark side, it, it's not that you need to go out there and just be evil and bad all the time and hurt hurt things and people <laughs> right. and blow stuff up. You know, it, it's that you want to acknowledge it. Man, you got a big smile on your face. Yeah. <laughs> well, I just I just think when <laughs> you're, seen are you're people looking, say, are you looking forward to blowing something up, Dave. Yeah. <laughs> no, go ahead. Well, Sorry. think about when you were a kid, right? So so when I was oh, a God, kid. Yes. Oh, you yeah. you try on torturing stuff. It can be a sibling. Oof, I do remember. It can be an mm -hmm. animal, right? Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. you, you try on hurting things. Every time we got fireworks, <laughs> right. you know, we we grew up a long time sure. ago. We had fireworks, <laughs> so we yeah. would just get uh, uh, little GI Joe guys and stick a firework in them and see how fun it was to blow them apart. I mean, what were we doing? Of course. We were yeah, exploring that. that side yeah. of ourselves course what do you do whenever uh like when you start dating and and maybe you're the one who uh can take or leave the the relationship more than the other person and you decide you want to break up and there's a part of you that wants to be nice and there's also a part of you that just wants to be like so there right if you haven't yeah. been broken up with and been humbled know what that feels like i i've seen i've seen that dark side come out where you're just kind of like you like that oh, power yeah. You like that power over the place. Oh, sure. Oh, of course. Yeah. You know, it was, it's kind of ironic that this comes up. I, we were just hanging out with some friends yesterday having dinner, and this conversation came up about the fact that there was some part of my wife and I's relationship in the beginning. I think, it, you know, the, our relationship was very quick in, in the fact that of how it progressed, you know. Mm -hmm. And there was a point where I started really acting up, you know, like like... I think there was some part of me that knew she was the one and was a bit terrified by it. And mm -hmm. so I decided to test the limits with her. Now, this wasn't so conscious, right? But man, I was just all kinds of not very kind behavior. I mean, all kinds of things. How my wife actually made it through, I don't even know. But I certainly, uh, there was something in me testing that. Like, well, what if I'm this? What if I'm not such a good guy? <laughs> you know, are you still around? Are you still going to be there? You know, and that was not a fair game to play. And again, it was it was even quite subconscious, but it definitely was played. It is a fair game because both because she did it to you, too. Oh, it is a fair it game. It is a is fair game. Yeah, okay. because you got to test somebody before you lock yourself into a life with them. Yeah, I'm not sure I did it in the most appropriate ways, but but yeah, yeah. I, I... Well, the, the dark testing can't be that appropriate. I'm not saying that you should put your potential partner through absolute hell and torture, but I don't know of a relationship that I've gotten in where the girl I was dating didn't... You're in that honeymoon phase where everything is good, and then one day, and usually when they decide that they're going to take you very seriously, it turns. Yeah. And then all of a sudden there's a drama. I think that's about when that happened for us. Yeah, yeah, there's yeah, a drama, yeah that's it. Or there's exactly. an attack, or there's a challenge yep. to your character, or there's a, I'm going to go out and talk to Bobby now and see what you do about it, right? <laughs> right. What are they doing, right? They're, they're using their dark side to, to test you and to poke at you a, a bit to see what you do. 
Sure. Sure. And how you respond and that and they need to do that to get trust or to or to know you're talking about getting to know all of yourself is a powerful thing, but also getting to know both sides of whoever you're connecting with is a is an important sure. thing. Sure. Oh yeah. And it's a challenging thing, uh, especially because most of us are not that in touch with that, right? In other words, um, the legion part of ourselves. So, of course, especially in the beginning of a relationship, we're doing so much hard work on making sure we only show the good side and all that sort of stuff. And we don't even, I mean, sometimes that's super conscious, sometimes it's not, right? I mean, we're just doing what feels natural because, you know, but meanwhile, all this stuff's lurking. I mean, I know, I think my dark side came out quick in our relationship, my wife's dark side took a long time. It was probably a decade before I got to see like, oh, wow, you got something else going on there. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I mean, and she's a beautiful person, obviously, but um, you know, we all have it. We all have certain things, right? And they're she's different. A complete are person, very different though. from mine. Yeah, she's a complete yeah. person. And I love that. She's a complete right? person. Now, you know, there's something else that I would like to, and this is going to shift it pretty hard. So we'll just see shift where it goes. Away. But, um, Shift away, okay. Part of, part of this, you, you said, well, who says so, right? Like, you know, you are not a good person. Well, who says so, right? I would also say, so who are we talking about? See, this, this legion that, that I keep referring to anyways, right, is a certain aspect to ourselves. It's the part of ourselves that, that, is in the spiritual world is called the small self, right? Small s, right? And it comes with all this baggage. It comes with all this complexity. It comes with all this uh, um, good and bad and dark, you know, the dualistic nature that we experience as, as this. But there is another part to ourselves that I would say that I'm going to propose. I think it's interesting to point out here that is ultimately good. <laughs> that there is, this is, yeah. go ahead, go ahead. You got something I, I want to say. I, I, I just want a, a definition of good. Mm. It's sort of the difference between self-awareness and self-consciousness, if that makes any sense. This is getting way off, but, but meaning that... Um, this is a this is a much higher level where where the good and bad drop the meaning of that kind of drops out because it just is. You know what I'm trying to say? Like in other words, there's just this and it doesn't mean that there isn't good and bad value, but we're slightly detached from what that means so that we can actually look at it first of all. Right? Cuz when we're running yeah. around with the good bad all the time, it's hard to actually we're so steeped in that whole uh orientation that it's hard to actually see outside of it right but there is a part of us that is capable of that that's all i want to say and when i say that it's good i mean that it's that it's capable of holding all of that and it does that actually quite peacefully that's the strange thing and i think that would be you know like i I love when meister eckhart or not meister eckhart excuse me eckhart tolle said uh somebody said well what do you mean by good he said well or bad they think it was. And he said, well, you know, like bad, like a stomach ache. You know, like you can't really argue with that, right? I mean, it's like a stomach ache. It just doesn't feel good, right? So, mm-hmm. so there's, a, there's a part of ourselves that feels good. And I'm just going to wrap this up with this one thing that I talk about many, many times. And it's the way that I like to try to prove this, right? 
Whenever you relax, whenever you let go of all this good and bad and you, all, your, all your hopes and for the future and all your worries about the past and all your worries about the future, all that stuff, whenever you let go and you relax, you feel good. This is a taste of your true self, if you will, capital S, right? Like what's underlying all this chaos, all this craziness, all this complexity, all this legion. I think it's useful and hopeful in a way to point it out. That's why I wanted to include this in the conversation if it even makes it, right? Because it is there, I truly believe. Like I build my whole entire teaching around that fact, you know, that ultimately even the Joker is good somewhere, right? Even, right, you know? Well, so an image comes to mind that we're talking about there's a danger in oversimplification, mm. right? At the beginning, mm -hmm. like don't, if you just call yourself a good guy or a bad guy or, or if you call yourself ugly or stupid or whatever, whatever, whatever simplified identity you give yourself, no, 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 it's much more than that. There's way more to it. You're missing a lot of nuance. And then all of a sudden it gets really big. It actually gets so complicated. You could never figure it out or even understand it all. So there can be so much nuance. You're just drowning <laughs> in nuance. Yes. And you can't yes. understand it. And, and it just gets infinitely big, right? So you start from oversimplified, you get infinitely big. But then on the other side of all that nuance, once you start to work it out, it just comes right back down to being super simple again. So I it's like it. this. It's like, it's like this little. So you really are a good person. You see, that's the thing. That's the... well. You're not a good person. <laughs> you know, uh, in the in the biggest of big pictures, beyond what we can even see. Yeah. yeah, and and so when you zoom out of the planet and you look at the big blue marble or the little blue marble when you're zoomed out, it's so peaceful. It's so peaceful. Do you know what right? I mean? Yeah, it's so beautiful. It's so pristine. You know, and then you zoom into New York City or L.A. You know, and it's not quite so. <laughs> so you're right, but yeah. Well, there's right? there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of noise. There's a lot of uh, back and forth. There's a lot of energy happening, right between polarities, right. I, yeah. I always think that I'm a music guy. I work in the studio world. I look at waveforms all day, which are these up and down yeah. little things. So we talk about polarity, right? A positive goes above the line and a negative goes below the line. And the louder something is, the more it goes above and below the line, the more polarity there is. We're in a world right. where there's a lot of energy, there's a lot of volume, there's a lot of loudness, so there's a lot of polarity, but yeah. suddenly you zoom out enough and it just becomes a whole piece of music, right? And like, mm. it's, it's like a whole other level. You go from little up and down volume shifts to suddenly become a whole piece of music and suddenly it's beautiful. So there's a lot of up and down, uh, you know, in a in a Beethoven symphony. But but are you going to say that the Beethoven symphony isn't just beautiful? That, maybe that took me a long time to to wrap that. No, that was as beautiful. a metaphor. Yeah, but I think that's that's in line with what you're saying. Where it is, it is absolutely. But it couldn't sure. be beautiful without all the back and forth, the polarity, the, exactly. the tension, the release, the quiet, the loud, the and then that wraps back around to what what you were saying about um, it's good to get to know both sides of yourself. Then you talked about your wife showed you her dark side later and now you love it. 
Sure. But it's not that she's a good person or a bad person. She's a complete person. Right. She contains. Right. <laughs> and you you were talking about uh, I am Legion, um, which to me means that we're we're not one personality. We actually have a legion of personalities within us. Exactly. And then I think right. of Walt Whitman's quote, uh, "I contain multitudes." Yes. Have you ever right? Do yeah, I know that. Yeah, yeah. Do I contradict myself? Okay, I contradict myself. I am large. <laughs> right. I contain I multitudes it. or whatever the <laughs> right. I'm butchering it, but yeah, I know. Right? I, I couldn't do it either. Yeah, yeah, yeah and it's beautiful because, but the but the multitudes are necessary for the beauty. I think right. The the whole thing is a anyway. Yeah, I think I think that's the key too. To me. Um, it's all about zooming in and zooming out, zooming in and zooming out. You know, we're almost bringing it home right now. That's how I feel like that's what we're doing here. We're already getting to the bring it home part of the sec, you know, of, of our of our talk here. Um, but I, I, I think that's the trick in a certain way, right? I mean, because if you're zoomed in, this comes back to the thing we talked about, like the forest and the trees, or I can't remember the metaphor you used last week, or you know, where you you, you can't see it, right? Because you're too in. That's why you need to zoom out. Right. Yeah. If you're always thinking I'm a good person or I'm I'm a bad person, you're missing so much. Right. So yes. then you need to zoom out, but you need a way to do that. That's kind of what I was trying to point to. The fact that if you take a deep breath right, mm -hmm. and you relax and you just kind of let it go for a moment, it's a beautiful, very uh, visceral way of backing out a little bit, you know. It, 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 that's why people encourage you. Take a deep breath, man. <laughs> you're losing it, right? You're getting out of you're getting out of perspective here. You're, you know, like that, it, it, and it really does help, especially the more conscious you do that, right? If you're if you're accessing that space, right, where you're where you're realizing there's something to be gained here. Let me take a deep breath, relax for a moment, and see if I can zoom myself out of this concept of you know, especially if you're inner criticizing yourself or something, right? You know, like. When you're doing that, you are definitely dialing in a little too much into the same area, right? You talked about the backwards step in Buddhism. Yeah. And yeah, then we yeah. talked about the timeless metaphor of the, just take a step back for a minute, which which means yep. zooming That's what out it was. Yeah. A, a little bit mm -hmm. to get outside of the bubble or outside of the conversation. We're talking about conversation. So we're talking about let's go to the mm -hmm. next level of conversation. Let's zoom out and let's, let's talk on this outer layer instead of the inner layer for a minute. And... Right. Um, and that that helps sometimes get perspective. But then, also, yeah. like you said, you have to be able to zoom back in. Simplifying is necessary. Right. So the the trick that we're talking about here, I think, and what we're coming down to is is that the, the goal is not to always be zoomed out. The goal is no. not to always be simplified. It's to, it's to gain the ability to be flexible between those two places and, yeah. and focus where it's and focus where it's most meaningful at the moment. Yeah, first to recognize that this is something useful to do, <laughs> right? Yeah. That maybe you're narrowing in too much. I mean, that's the first step, right? Recognize, gosh, I'm, I'm thinking the same thought. I'm having the same conversation in my head over and over mm -hmm. and over again, right? And then to say, okay, I know there's value in stepping out. You know, step out and then to say, okay, I got a better thing. And then to come back in and say, what am I missing? Let, let me see some more detail. Let me see some more, some more sides to myself, right? I mean, uh, you know, like this just happened actually um, with that, that, that comment I, that 
comment I made about uh, how I responded to my wife. She said something silly. And I mean, it was a very, very minute thing, right? I was just, but I felt the energy shift in myself, right? In other words, where I responded to her in a way that I was kind of like, that was kind of like, you didn't need to respond like that, you know? <laughs> and then, so the next day though, that was still with me because, you know, that's kind of where our relationship is, right? The, the small things matter now. We've taken care of a lot of the big things, right? And so I'm, I'm reflecting on that and I needed to go there. Like, in other words, I needed to feel the darkness that, that that came from, if that makes any sense, right? But I don't get lost there. <laughs> I acknowledge yes. the darkness a little bit, like, oh, gosh, you must have been fine. And then I back out again. Anyways. You don't get lost there because you acknowledge the darkness. Right. That's right, David. Yeah. Thank you for saying that. Well, you yeah. have to, like you said, if, if, you, if you're hiding a certain part of yourself, from yourself, right. right? Your dark side, right. your anger, or you're hiding it from your wife. Like, how long can you hide that? Right. Because it takes a lot of energy to, to suppress a part of yourself, and eventually you run out of energy, or you you or you're too out of control, or you're too distracted by something else, and then it erupts, and right. then that's when it gets dangerous. When the dark side is not understood or controlled or able to be worked with, that's when you get yourself in trouble. So because you took a moment. To sit and acknowledge it, yeah, oh and yeah, feel exactly. It, then you, then it could pass, or then you could see what it had to tell you, or see what it had to say. Like you said, you're sure. a legion. There's one voice in the legion, right? Okay, what do you, what you, you really want to speak? What do you have to say? <laughs> this, yeah, okay, okay. Zoom right. back out, right? Yes, exactly. Yeah, you know, and this comes from. And I, and this is the point, I suppose, of, of our of us doing this, the wrong conversation, you know, is is to help people maybe see or or to even exemplify, meaning like to show, look, I screw up, we do these things, and the value again, it's not about the right answer, it's about having a process, right? Like you said last time, which I loved. So in other words, this is something that I've realized over the years. This is useful. Take a yes. look. It's not going to kill me. And actually, it'll be it'll behoove me and my wife and my kids and my neighborhood. You know what I mean? Because the more I befriend that, the more I'm not afraid of it, the more I'm not trying to hide it or run from it or pretend it's twisted into something else, the more the actual underlying good can come out. That's how I feel, actually. That's that's where that comes from, too. That whole what's lying underneath, you know, that's you my. Get, yeah. Get to know your shadow. Get to know your dark side. So you have a relationship with it. So you have some control over it. So you can you can call upon it if necessary, but so it doesn't call upon you. <laughs> you That's know? it. So it doesn't possess you. Peter Gabriel has a great line. I'm a really big fan. You know that. Uh, I own my fears so they do not own me. Exactly. See, that's why Peter right. Gabriel's an absolute genius. Yes. <laughs> yes, absolutely. But to yeah. own your fears, what do you have to do? I mean, okay. Yeah, you have to be. Let's go back to Star Wars, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, Obi Wan has taught you well. You have control of your fear because yeah. he faced it, right? right? He goes in the swamp right. with Yoda, and he goes and he he faces it. He acknowledges the darkness that is in him, so therefore he has yeah. it. That's why the movie uh, lasts. That's why it lasts down the generations. You know, so we talk about. We talk about bringing it home, and I think that 
what what we mean by bring it home is okay good david and adrian we get it we're more we're not a good person we're not a bad person nuance is good simplification is okay how how do i do this how do i let go how do i zoom out how do i get to know my dark side how do i integrate it in with the rest of me in a way that is best (laughs) yeah in a way that's pragmatic too that 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 works for my life that that makes a difference in my life right exactly on the ground that's Uh, what bring it home is all about how How do we do this on the ground right now in our lives? So, how? (laughs) The first thing that I always try to talk to people about is to cultivate a willingness to do so. You know, meaning like, first, and I think a big part of that, we've already said it, but is to realize the value in it. So once you can see that there's something valuable valuable here, then you, it's, it's important to look inside and find that willingness. And, you know, you might not be able to on the big thing, right? Like, you know, yeah. like if you really have an issue with so-and-so and, 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 you know, you just can't find the willingness to work on that one, that may be too big. Set that aside. Find something that you're willing to look at about yourself, right? And, and start there. And just start by f- cultivating a little bit of willingness. Because if you don't have that, you're just playing games, first of all, Right? Like, you're not really going to probably get very far. Like, you have to be willing to look. We have this in our description, too, or in our intro, excuse me. Sincere seekers. Sincerity. Yeah. Sincerity, man. And it doesn't, that's not perfection. Humble. You know, humble but hopeful. Yeah, humble. Sincere. There's a reason why we chose those words. Yeah. It, there is. They're powerful words, and they, 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 most of those came from you, and they're beautiful. They're perfectly said. I mean, I, that, so that's the willingness, though, right? And hopefully, if you're here, you're not just distracting yourself with another YouTube or podcast, you know, that you're actually willing and interested in doing something about this. You know, I know that you are, David, and I think you know that I am. That's why we're here. There's I, a willingness. That's all I'm I trying to point out. I borrowed that from you. Willingness is a thing that I that you brought up to me. That's yours, and I and I. I even I, I think I put it into a, another little video I made that where I was talking about how to how to change how to make a change yeah. in your life on the ground, and a lot of people think it's about willpower. I'm going to apply yes. force, but but with willpower you run out of energy, you run out of motivation. You can talk yourself out of it. Um, so instead, try willingness, which which yeah. just means to sit back and accept what comes your way. Right? Yeah. Allow yourself to see what's there. Allow yourself right. to breathe it in and to accept it and to explore to it. To feel it. Yeah. Well, I often say willingness over willpower, but, I, but I, I've kind of changed it. I think that willingness is the source of your willpower. Because once you see, yes. once you Amen. allow yourself to see what's really happening more deeply, that's what supports your willpower to make a change. Because once you see, you can't unsee. That's it. If you really want power, build your willingness. Build your ability to sit and allow and to build energy, right? Yeah, yeah. Because we talked about that conversation, the the zooming in and zooming out. If you Mm -hmm. you don't have much energy, you're stuck in the zoom in. 
<laughs> right. As you increase your energy, you're able to zoom out. But not only are you able to zoom out, you're able to zoom out and see the whole picture, which means that you can at will zoom in to all these That's different it. areas and zoom out once you freedom. have the energy. It's freedom. Yes. I think the reason why it's so hard to do, it sounds easy. Oh, just sit back and allow it. But <laughs> you don't know what's going to come at you when you do that. Yeah, sure. There's reasons why people don't sit and just be willing. Right. I just want to acknowledge that. Because oh, yeah. I think, I think that as we suggest people just be willing, it's, it's still a bit ambiguous, right? Because what are you going to be faced with? So... It, when you practice willingness, how do you do it? Like, what do you do? There's a, an acknowledgement of the fact that there's value there, right? Like, in other words, that there's first, that there's something beyond all the noise, all the chaos, all the confusion, all of the oscillating back and forth, right? There's something beyond, like, I can sense it somehow, right? And so because of that, I become willing, which is to say that I see the value, I don't know this is eluding me, David, I see the value in taking the time to see beyond the surface of things, right? To see beyond where I might be, you know, the trees, so to speak, right? Like, so, so then when I see that, that I'm lost, maybe is the first thing. This is the thing about like, remember we said last time, you're like, you're having the wrong conversation. Well, sometimes the wrong conversation is the right conversation, right? You have to have that first, right? You have to get so through it. If you're yeah. experienced, yeah, yeah you, you, well, because it helps mm -hmm. you see what the right one might be, right? It's like that whole, it takes a thousand failures to make the success or whatever. You know, like, you, you know, they're, not, they're not failures anyways. They're the things on the way to success, right? So to feel, to feel the pain, like let's use the, the example we used already. Like when I felt that I did that to my wife and I could see the shift in her a little bit, but I could even see it more in myself, I could see... I could feel the pain. There was pain there a little bit, just a little bit. Like, I love her. I don't want to treat her like that, you know? So once I felt that pain, I knew it was a trigger for me to say, okay, you need to look at that. You know, you need to look at that. Well, it wasn't appropriate then because there was a lot of things going on. That's why I took time the next day to kind of reflect on that. And that's when I, I accessed my willingness to look, if that makes any sense. So, And it's not comfortable to look at. It's not comfortable to say, no, it's not. I caused pain. Let me really get in touch with what I caused. Yeah, right. And right? it was small. Yeah. You know, I don't want to overplay this, but I mean, yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Again, you know, I think that's another thing that's really important. Like, if this isn't something you've worked on a lot, it's important to start small. You know, I, I think what happens is you build willingness or, or you, you exercise some willingness. You cultivate some willingness to look. And then you realize that you have the power to do so. So then that builds your willingness. Because that's a lot of times why we don't do it, right, David? Like people don't want to look because they, they feel like they're going to be defeated by it. Like they don't have the power yes. to do it. Yes. Right? Mm -hmm. Like it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a tsunami almost. Like it's going to overtake them and, then, and they're not going to have the ability to do it, you know? Why aren't you willing? Because you're defending yourself. What are you defending right. yourself from? Well, you might be wrong. You might learn that you're wrong. You might learn... Yeah 
that you're not working from the best intentions. You might learn that you can't articulate yourself. You might learn that everything that you've built your life on is kind of not accurate, <laughs> right? <laughs> as soon as you're willing, that means you're willing to see all of that, and that's scary stuff. Your whole, your whole image is. of your life Absolutely. or of your whole identity can fall apart right in front of you. That's why yeah. a lot of people don't want to be willing. So that's why you say sure. start in small pieces because, yes. you know, uh, don't disintegrate all of yourself at once. <laughs> <laughs> no, exactly. But but do it on purpose, piece by piece. But, but That's but it. Do disintegrate yourself on purpose <laughs> as much as you can. Yeah. So that's why it's good to, sm to start small with something that you do have the ability to deal with. Realize that you do. And then it's this cycle what i would call the spiral right david like we go around and around feels like nothing's happening but we are doing something we're going a little deeper a little deeper into this whole subject of willingness and power what i always call authentic personal power right getting in touch with that is that's how i can do it right whether it's big or small because i've worked hard on that you know this is some of the challenges i see in our modern approach to things it's about technique it's about tips and tricks Hacks. Burnout, man. Yeah, life hacks, exactly. That, that, you know, that works yeah. for about two seconds. You know? Yeah. Because if you haven't cultivated that willingness to actually apply those things and to go a little deeper than those things typically will be willing to go, right? You're, it, it'll burn out. You're, you're going to have whatever it is, right? Your diet, your relationship, you know, it'll be great for two seconds and then it's done, right? If you don't you cultivate the You can only push the, the machine so much. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, technique is effort, and it's willfulness, and it's all these things that require energy. And eventually, you run out of energy in the moment. I think one of the reasons why you can do it now, and why you know that there is value in facing it, is because you have you've taken the time to develop a relationship with that place. Right? Yeah, absolutely. And I think mm -hmm. that's what a spiritual path is is developing yeah. a relationship with that place where yes up front you you may not want to confront it you may not want to look at it you don't want to look into the void you don't want to you don't want to face yeah. the existential dread yeah right i mean there's a lot of jokes about about you know being an adult is just like uh just keeping yourself busy enough to avoid the existential dread or something oh, like God. that <laughs> right definitely right? our culture yeah <laughs> but yeah. a spiritual path is just allowing the existential dread to come and sit in front of your face and i think but once you do that and then once you you develop relation and, and then see the value of doing it and then you can go back and forth and then you know when you're in that place on the ground where you're not getting anywhere you know that that well let me just go face let me go face the pain let me go face the dark side let me go face the dread <laughs> let me go yeah. face uh whatever is waiting there for me whatever it may be and allow me to, to allow me to sit with it allow me to give it a, its voice for a moment so that it can be integrated so that i can move integrated forward. Yeah, I'm going to go off on a little thing here again, too, now. Integrated is the word. This is the most, yeah. this is, it is. This is the most beautiful thing about being a human being. We're transmuting machines. What's your thing? You said you have a shirt that says uh, anti-entropic device or something like that, right? Anti-entropic device, yes. Right, which is to say, though, that we have the power within us to transmute whatever it is, you know? I just did a video the other day about... Uh, appreciating beauty 
And I said that when you take the time to appreciate beauty, when you open yourself to beauty, you actually bring beauty to the world. Like you are bringing in beauty to the world because where else does it come from? It, you know, a flower is just somebody can walk on it, trample it, spray poison on it, right? Where's the beauty? Right? But if you take the time to appreciate that flower, you are actually ushering in beauty. You're a transmutational machine. You're, you know what I mean? Like you're bringing in beauty. You can bring in depth. You just encapsulated the movie we watched last night. Really? So I, we, we had a family movie night, which everyone knows this story. We watched Charlotte's Web. Oh my God, I love Charlotte's Web. <laughs> Go ahead. Right? Yeah. And, and, yeah. What does, and what does uh, uh, one of the ending lines of the story is, because someone stopped to see the beauty in the humblest of creatures, uh, right? Yeah. Everything was changed. Like right. because Wilbur the pig was willing to see the beauty of Charlotte the spider, where everyone else is like, "Ew, spider!" They didn't want to go there. Yeah. The spider scares them. Let's just avoid the spider. Let's not look. Perfect. And Wilbur yeah. allows and is willing to see the spider, right? And because of that, the whole he saves his own life. Right? He doesn't just oh, yeah. And, yeah, and yeah, yeah. transforms everyone around it. And I just thought, well, that's why that story endures as well. And I think that wraps up exactly what you're saying. Yeah. It does. And if there's a reciprocity there too, right? Because she sees the beauty in him. And then she helps yes. everybody see that. The yes. pig. It just looks like a normal pig to me. No, I know he is kind of radiant, right? <laughs> you know? Because she yeah. points it out, right? I, I love it. I think that's honestly a beautiful, I think maybe if we want to summarize this talk right here would be to say to be willing to look at the fact that you are not a good person. <laughs> and that, right? And that the truth is, though, you are. There's more going on than any preconceived notion of good or bad or, right, all that stuff. There's, you know, and when you look, you're bringing that into the world, into your life, you know, that depth, that meaning, that... Yes, yeah, you see the beauty of the big picture. You see how it's all working together. You see the nuance. The more you see it, the more you respond to that. Not this yeah. oversimplified yes. identity with all of its baggage yes. and all of that stuff. So you allow yourself yeah. to be yourself. Right. Right? And others to be them. Yeah. Yes, and others to be them and the world to be the world. And So there you have it. You are not a good person. You're also not a bad person. You are a complete person. And the more you get to know yourself mm. as a complete person and discover and create more willingness to get to know yourself as a complete person, well, the closer you will get to a better conversation. And because we do call this the wrong conversation, um, we like to see where we went wrong. And yeah. we also like to see where you've learned that you were having the wrong conversation on this subject and how you discovered a better conversation. We love those stories. Yeah. yeah, yeah, share. Example, as I said last time too, we all learn best from example. So anybody who shares something like that is probably doing a great service to anybody who stumbles across it, right? Because they'd be like, oh God, I know that. You know? Yes, oh, I've please been add before. your voice to the conversation yeah, because exactly. uh, it may not be something we say here that helps somebody. It might be something that That's they right. read from you. You, that exactly. helps some somebody right yeah so definitely if you if anyone out there is enjoying these conversations please well 
please save us, like us, subscribe to us, check back with us each week. We're going to be doing more and more and more of these. I think next week's conversation should be pretty interesting because we're both married individuals and we're going to be talking about how your marriage is going to suck. <laughs> so I hope you'll join us for that conversation. And if you're not married, don't worry about it. This applies to all of your other of course. relationships. Any relationship you care about sucks. <laughs> At some point, right, David? I look forward to talking about it, bro. Me too. See you next right. week. Can't wait. Bye-bye. Thank you very much for listening to episode two of The Wrong Conversation. If you are hearing me now, that means you listened all the way through the entire episode. So on behalf of Adrian and myself, we say thank you for that. Thank you for listening. And we hope that it provided some value for you. If you are enjoying these podcasts, you can play an important role in helping to keep them coming. You can subscribe. You can share it with your friends. And perhaps the most helpful thing you can do right now is to leave us a review. Podcasts like this live or die by these small acts of support that only you can give. If you'd like to stay up to date with the show, become part of this growing family, as well as receive some extra special bonus content and goodies, please sign up on our mailing list. We will not take over your inbox, and we try not to send out anything without a little something extra in it for you. There's a link where you can do that on our website, thewrongconversationpodcast.com. For the video lovers out there, don't forget that you can watch the show on YouTube. Again, Thank you for helping us get this humble little show off the ground. We really enjoy doing it, and we enjoy the opportunity it gives us to make a connection with you. So thank you for being a part of this. It's why we do it.